pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance. <laughs> Resonance. Oh, I was styling that one out. Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am currently Simon Byron. And I'm continuing to be Anne Scantlebury. And we are One Life Left, a video game radio show. The best. Well. Did you see that tweet we got today which said, hey, congratulations, One Life Left. Uh, you've been um, nominated mm. as one of the best gaming podcasts in the world. Top 40. Top 40. Did you check our entry? It's fantastic. Have you got access to our Twitter account there, Anne? Maybe you uh, can call it up no. because there's a, there's a big list of... Um, uh, well, you know, it's quite a gleeful tweet, wasn't it? It's like, well done, you've mm. been, you know, you've made the cut. Top 40, it's all anyone dreams of, yep. isn't it? And um, so that's good. And then it has a list of, you know, the usual suspects, mm-hmm. uh, etc. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, feed, feed spot. Feed spot. And so you can scroll through and you, and you can see, um, you can see who they are. Uh, I'm going to just control F. One life. Well, no. Just no, if you just if you just if you just give us a quick give sense life of some drama. You know, who, who they are, who they are. Uh, the secret cabal gaming podcast. Yeah, keep going, yeah. And, and so there's paragraphs of descriptions there. There's um, frontline. Where if you if you if you could read out maybe um, uh, video game dad's podcast. It says, listen to three guys in the basement, Adam, Ben, and Shane talk gaming. Father, da, da, da. it goes on and on and on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Reset. We're number Deep eleven listens. now. Yeah. Uh, we're further down that thought. Oh, there we go. One life left. Read the description. A podcast of a radio show about video games. <laughs> also, frequency about one post per month. No, 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 no. <laughs> the other big uh, internet news this week, mm. incidentally, Eurogamer uh, have made it so you can't read their site with an ad blocker. Really? Yeah. You see, so you know, how would you know? <laughs> Well, I'd say, well, you know, two weeks ago when Anne wasn't here or whenever it was, and we were just read, we were reading out Eurogamer, we were doing the joke, we were doing the joke saying, oh, the headline is, please turn off your ad blocker. <laughs> um, anyway, they've made it now that you have to. What? There goes that. How do you do that? Well, you, what you do, because the, the, the button says, okay, I will. And I go, I'm not, I'm not really going to do that. So then it clicks, you click off it and then you pretend to, and you get a split second to scroll down a little bit further before it pops up again. <laughs> oh, dear. We don't have adverts, do we? We do not have the adverts. Um, because we do this out of the love of our giant hearts. What would we advertise if if we were offered money? money? And we didn't and we didn't need to. Like I mean if we needed to. What would we advertise? Or would we? Would we advertise if someone offered us money and we weren't on this radio station because we wouldn't sully this radio station with I think we'd advertise new switch games, wouldn't we? <laughs> I think so too. New Switch games that might be out today. Yeah. Good new Switch games that might be out today. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've not got a key for it, Anne. Have you? 
No, not yet. Okay. Uh, How could we sort that one out? Well, well we can get our um, we can get a real life advert in the studio. Oh, good. Is that what we're calling our interview section <laughs> now? <laughs> it's all right, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> James Parker from Ground Shatter. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you very much. I love how uh, informal it was. Uh, I was out travelling last week and James said, oh, he sent me an email going, I'm going to be in London uh, next week. Can I come on the show? I was really busy, so I think I just replied yes. <laughs> and then I said nothing else to you and you've just turned up here. <laughs> you, you know, I was here first today. Were you? Fantastic. <laughs> I was ready to run the whole thing. Perfect, yes. Rocked up. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you. you Ideal guest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and a sc- skyscraper's out today. On oh, is it? Is it? As a weird coincidence to think we were just talking yeah. about. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about that later. Hashtag sponsored content. Yes. Uh, I would, but though that said, this is going to be awkward because I'd imagine such a big story would be in the news section, wouldn't it? Well, let's find out. Mm. <laughs> that was such a good <laughs> It was so was, slick. <laughs> I was over there. Yeah. Sorry, James. Seven oh four on Monday, the 29th of October. I'm Anne Scanthbury, and this is the news. Red Dead Redemption 2 has had a very good week of physical sales. It's now the second biggest launch of the year, just behind FIFA 19. It doubled the first week sales of Red Dead Redemption. 68% of the sales were on PS4, thanks to some timed exclusives. And we're sure that all the millions of dollars that have been made will be evenly divided up between the developers who put in all those extra hours to get the game made and not straight in the pocket of the houses. Not as good as that skyscrapers, though, is it? <laughs> Does it actually say that? No. Oh, okay. um, that's been misreported that the houses are getting all the money, isn't it? Has it? Yes. Um, I think gamesindustry.biz said that uh, it emerged from a 2K uh, financial call or something, and the implication was that just those two would get the money. Um, they then updated the story to say that 2K clarified that there'd be many people getting sharing in part of the bonus plot. But you can't update a tweet, can you? So the headlights of people were just retweeting mm. and getting very angry. Imagine mm. that on Twitter. Imagine. <laughs> Have you seen what's happening with Twitter? Have you seen the big Twitter news? No, I haven't. Guess what they're getting rid of? Retweets. Ooh. The other one. Likes. Are they? Yeah. Why? Well, uh, because there's nothing to like anymore, is there? <laughs> it's just a cesspit. <laughs> it's an unlikable well, 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 that's true, isn't it? Is it mm. well, are they replacing it with anything? No, I mean, they have... It's not been. I I'm not sure it's been officially confirmed. Oh, hello, inside scoop. I think so it was. That's that's been misreported as well. Mm. It was just one thing in the Daily Telegraph that said it was going, and then everyone really retweeted that. And that was okay. the Daily Telegraph that got, that got Fortnite wrong, wasn't it? Yeah. So if we knew they got that wrong, why do we believe them on the other stuff? I uh, well, it was retweeted everywhere, and okay. unfortunately, it's not possible. To <laughs> <think>. <laughs> uh, who's played Red Dead Redemption Two then? No. Uh, I've not. No, I've not. No. I bought a copy, but it wasn't for me, so... Okay, that's well, very that's nice. Very oh, thank generous. you, James. <laughs> it's very generous. Oh, well, we got a hat last back. week, didn't we? And we got some stuff. Yeah. We got loads of good stuff last week, Anne. Oh, really? As you will have heard. Um, yeah, <laughs> yes. Which we'll be talking about later. What was your favourite of the things we got? The first one. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> good choice. Good it was choice. good. Uh, well, how come none of us have played it then? It's really long, isn't it? Apparently the, the intro is really long. Yeah, well, we've got a letter about this later, okay. about length and, mm, and okay. such. But okay. yeah, uh, I, yeah, just, um, I don't like horses. <laughs> but you can punch these accidentally. Yeah, but I don't like them enough to, to want to punch them. I just don't want to be around them. Okay. So. Uh, I, it's, um, it's encouraged me to make the mid-tier upgrade. What to? I'm going Xbox One X, Am. Really? It's official. Xbox One X. I am, yeah. Digital Foundry told me it looks best on an Xbox One X. Okay. Why? Why are you doing that? Why? Are you, what's? Is it what's just wrong? Red Dead? Are you okay? Well, I, I got. A, I finally got a four K TV uh, last Black Friday. Mm-hmm. I was playing uh, Spider Man and uh, Assassin's Creed Origins recently, and both of them, whilst I was playing them, I thought these are going to look loads better on the next gen console. And obviously, you won't be able to get Spider Man on Xbox. Um, but with Game Pass, uh, so I don't have a huge amount of time to sit in front of a TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think I'm going to buy a lot for it. But with Game Pass. Uh, they're um, like 150 games that you can just download and play for f- for the free. Uh, I'm I'm in. 
The Chinese government has tightened up regulations on publishers' abilities to release new games. Back in August, the government put a freeze on new video game licensing approvals, citing the health and well-being of children. But companies could still make money through the Green Channel process, which allowed them to release and monetize new games for one month as a test period before applying for a license. But that channel has now been shut. As a result of this, Steam signups have rocketed from 67 to 90 million in the last year, with around 30 million of those from China. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's big news, isn't it? We've got a developer on the show. Uh, James, <laughs> what do you think of it? Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> I don't think I've released a game in China at any stage. You don't think? No. Do you think you could accidentally have released a game? Well, actually, you can have. If you put something out on Steam... So it turns out that the uh, users who are signing up for Steam are able to... Uh, Steam is able to continue in that country because the um, hosting servers are all overseas. So the Chinese government doesn't have authority over those. But it's saying, no, our kids... It's not good for our kids to have all these new games. They're terrible. Talking of uh, games that are not new and terrible, do you have a do you have a, a story about the PlayStation Classic in the no. stories? Did you see the lineups? On what are you doing? No, you you carry on, Steve. Okay, James, did you see the lineup? Of the I did see the lineup. Th- it was eclectic. Wasn't what did it? you think? It was eclectic. Uh, so some big hitters missing from that. Gran Turismo, mm-hmm. not there. Uh, Parappa the Rapper, not there. Simon, what are you well, up to? Well, maybe we could do the letters early, Steve. Perhaps you could, email the, you could read out this email that I received uh, shortly after the announcement. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Simon J. Byron. We're writing to let you know that your order has been successfully cancelled <laughs> and that you haven't been charged for it. So that was it for you, was it? Yeah. Which mm. game prompted that? What, what, the lack of which game prompted that? <sighs> it wasn't the lack of the... Um, so I thought, well, okay... What games am I actually gonna? What games would I would I would, would I play again? That's what I as the advert came out. I watched yeah, the proper trailer yeah. and I was like, not gonna play that. No, not gonna play that. No, not gonna play that. That and that definitely hasn't stood the test of time. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna leave them in the past. I think there were yeah, so yeah, many you games. Both NES Mini. Mm. How, how no, many I didn't. No, SNES, SNES Mini. A few times, like uh, because I get to play it at work for work reasons, mm. and I can pretend. Ah, it's a nice, nicer object as well. I, I don't know. I think that there is a lot. I think because the SNES Mini is of its time and it, uh, sort of represents maybe in some ways the peak of 2D platforming um, and 2D platform related games, the PlayStation, a lot of those games have been improved on since well, then. exactly. So why would you play Cool Borders 2? Yeah. I don't know why that's on there when there's Cool Borders 3. Mm. Which you could well, and, and that's there. the thing. The the weakest point on the SNES Mini is Star Fox because mm. that looks dreadful these days. Right. Um, Whereas the two D stuff all looks great. Yeah, and this is. I, I think I. Sorry, Anne, to get so far away from your news. I mean, story. it's literally like not even close, is it? <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> uh, but I, I I think that the 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 NES Mini and the SNES Mini both sold off the back of nostalgia. Really, you grew up with these games, come and play them again in a nice bundle package with the original controllers. Whereas the PlayStation Mini, those aren't the games that were iconic on the system in most cases, or the ones that I I personally grew up with. Or the ones that I... You know, I didn't play Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider on the PlayStation, but a lot of people did. And obviously the reason those aren't on, on there... I, I saw a, a tweet thread today which, is, which was pretty, I thought, spot on, which said clearly what's happened is they've gone with a big list and these are the games we want we want Crash and then the companies have turned around and said you can't have that or it's going to cost so much money to license so they've filled those in with things they think are cool and interesting like Jumping Flash but it's it doesn't seem to be one thing nor the other it's not um, a collection of interesting games for me and it's not a collection of nostalgia uh, based experiences either I agree but isn't there an argument to say that because you're a little bit older and the PlayStation came along when you were a little bit older that the level of nostalgia is different that if you'd been playing a PlayStation as an eight-year-old then Mm. Destruction Derby and Toshinden would have been the best things you'd ever seen Mm. and therefore you have a fondness for that but I worked on Barnacle the video game which was a terrible video game but there's a generation of 
people coming through for whom that is a, mm-hmm. a game where they go, who works on Bionicle? That's amazing. They, oh. they, and they no longer play video games. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't believe you can buy this in China. <laughs> Good. How, how many is Mini? How small is it? Oh, is it? Could it fit in the palm of your hand? It's maybe two phones. It's two, two of those Pixel 2 XLs. How big was the PS1? Because that was pretty mini, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think this might be two-thirds the size right, of it. Okay. So it's not tight. Otherwise, you'd lose it. Just think that it, if, if they're going to go small, just go really small. Do we think it will be hackable? Well, uh, that's uh, even if it is, it won't be as convenient. Because I understand you can hack the uh, Nintendo minis. Mm-hmm. Um and I genuinely haven't done it myself. But because those games are so small, the footprint of them is so small, you can get loads on there. If you are able to hack the PlayStation Mini, some of those games are, you know, mm. two or three discs that you need. So I think it's going to be one in, one out. <laughs> Which is fine. Which is fine. All ones. of them out. <laughs> <laughs> Digital retailer GOG has made a not-really-apology after deleting a dumb tweet. The tweet included the hashtag won't be erased, which relates to a movement against Trump's push to remove recognition of the identities of trans and non-binary people in America. The original tweet read, Classic games, hashtag won't be erased on our watch. Yeah, how's that for some use of hashtags? The apology went... Yesterday we posted a tweet containing a trending hashtag as a pun. The tweet was neither intended as a malicious attack nor a comment on the ongoing social debate. GOG should focus only on games. We acknowledge that and we commit to it. Mm. Uh, how do we think that happens? Idiots in charge of social channels. Yeah, right. uh, so they have already had to issue two apologies for other insensitive tweets this year. So... Each time feels like the apology gets less and less sincere, doesn't feel like they're really learning uh, any lessons. And I also, I still think there's a bit of a mentality of like, oh, it was just, you know, it was just the social media person. But that's actually a very big, everyone is aware that's a really big role now and how you present yourself on social media is big. So if you're, if you're doing something like that, there is some thought that's gone into it. It's just stupid. Do you think they are happy that we are talking about them right now? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be happy with someone talking about me like this because I think they're stupid. Mm. Um, but, but I'm not sure who they are anyway. And now I've heard of them. So, so they are part of CD Projekt, which also has CD Projekt Red, who make the Witcher games. So they... The sexy ones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the people who make it. Well, maybe they are. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. You don't know. You've not met them. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's just really stupid. And video games and the people that make them and sell them are better than that and should be better than that. And uh, if if you're having to rely on really stupid tweets that are, you know, messing with things that are incredibly serious and potentially life threatening for people, you no, just go. Just go. Fortnite has made it into the Guinness World of Records and not because it's such a ridiculously big game. At Paris Games Week this weekend, 383 Fortnite fans set the record for most participants in a video game emote routine. They'll give them out for anything these days. Among the routine were Hype and Fresh and TBH. The participants did look both Hype and Fresh. Well done, everyone. That is a great achievement. I don't think we should be celebrating this sort of thing. Why not? Because I'm old and I don't understand it. I, is, this a, is this a real record? Or is it just a PR stunt? Well, it is a real record because nobody's ever done it and counted it before. I mean, we could set a record right now. For? The hypest emotes ever <laughs> emoted I during a that's, radio show. That's not true. There will so, have been someone that's more hyped than us on any, anything. It, it costs money to apply for a Guinness World Record. Does it? That seems it costs even more if you want it fast-tracked. Right. And you need to have an official observer it, um, observing it at the time. Um, so no, we couldn't set it now, Steve. Okay. But if you gave us some money and some time hey, we know and a the, person in the studio... We know the Guinness people, though, don't we? we, we I think we used to, yeah. Yeah. We can... We, I think, yeah. We reawaken our boat. Get on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you done a world record for game stuff before, Simon? I counted up. Uh, I counted up all the notes in one of the Guitar Hero songs. Um, I forget what it was to try. So, I, I'll, um, Leo Tan is, is the, the, there's a picture of Leo Tan, our friend of the show, friend of ours. 
<laughs> Leo Tan is in one of the Guinness World Records. I forget what for because there's a section on Guitar Hero. Mm. Um, I remember I remember counting up all of the yeah. To, I forget which record we were going for. I did all the hard work and they went nah. Okay, let's <laughs> <laughs> count up all the expert note inputs oh. to calculate the number of inputs in a particular something or other. Mm. Um, I included this because it's quite a nice story. Some people had a nice time mm-hmm. and they were rewarded for it. Okay. By being given a record. Solid reason. We do need more nice stories, we, generally. We do, generally, yeah. And finally, the Vatican, with its finger on the pulse, as always, has released a new Pokemon Go-like game, sadly not called Pokemon Go. The game lets you find saints and biblical characters in your neighbourhood, uh, but you have to add them to your evangeliz- evangelization team. You do that by answering questions they pose. The game is called Follow JC Go, and we assume that refers to following Jesus Christ and not Judith Chalmers. From a first glance, it doesn't look like you can cruise around in the Pokemobile, which is a real shame. Have you tried it? No. <laughs> Why? Why not? Uh, I don't. I didn't even look to try. I just saw a picture of it and I went, got it. Follow JC Go. Yeah. Uh, description follow JC go exclamation mark it's a game based on location free to play read more yeah <laughs> read more oh it's in um, it's in the wrong language it's, isn't it? it's in the Vatican it's in Latin <laughs> it's in Latin uh, it's, in, yeah. uh, it's in Spanish uh, assuming this is the, the, the right thing I'm just trying to see if there's any reviews of this. Has it already been cloned? Well, that's, that's the thing, is it? Yeah. That's what I wonder. Uh, is, it, is it Android and iOS? Do we know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so... I think what happened here is that Anne spotted two easy jokes. Two good jokes. Yeah. yeah. But easy jokes. Yeah. And that's, uh, that was all it needed, wasn't it? Yeah. There's loads of kids out there listening to the radio show going, Judas Chalmers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. The character will join their E-team or evangelization team because E-teams used to be a thing. You remember those, don't you, Simon? I do, yeah. I was all over them in the 80s. <laughs> the game asks for more personal info than P- Pokemon Go, writes Batsonic AB. Okay. And when I clicked on English, it stayed on Spanish. How are you supposed to enjoy a game that you don't understand? Also, it crashed at the start. (laughs) I think it's only on Android. Do you think that the Vatican has a thing against Apple? Oh, Apple fell from the tree. Exactly. There Uh, we go. There we go. Very good. Very good. That joke could have worked. Yeah. Good. Next time. Next time. (laughs) Next time. Uh, Steve's microphone just fell into his lap. We could have had an insight into the sounds of Steve's trousers, but instead we're going to have this jingle. One life left video game news with to One Life Left and Resets 104.4 FM. This is OOE by Anna Mills. Uh, it's on chipmusic.org where we get so much of our brilliant chip music from. I like it a lot. No. So, what? No. The show that I did with Ben mm. turns out not Adam Mills, Ada Mills. Interesting. Ada yeah. Mills. Yeah, so... 
was an assumption on your part. Incorrect assumption. It was. Or less an assumption, more reading. <laughs> just, just poor reading. Good. Um, Simon was just clarifying some stuff. Off was there. quick update, quick just, sales update. I, I now know you. who uh, I already did know. GOG. That's who we were talking about. Yeah. For some reason I was mishearing you as God. And I haven't which even was... said the Pope story yet. Yeah. Right. It's just uh, always there, isn't he? Always there. <laughs> Possibly. Who knows? Doing terrible tweets. God. Gog. <laughs> oh. Okay. Good. James. Hello. Turn your mic up. All right. <laughs> Happy now. How's it going? Last time I saw you uh, prior to this was in Birmingham. Oh, for EGX. EGX. Uh, James took me to one side and showed me, uh, not the game that's come out today, but showed me another game on the Switch, Ooh. Rico. How's that coming along? It's coming on very well, thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, obviously I know that I saw that, but this is the benefit of our, yeah. of, our of our listeners. So Rico is our door-kicking, man-shooting game, and it's out Q1 next year, so we're just doing the whole QA process and submission, all those kinds of exciting developer things. James, you uh, you run a business. Yep. What is Q1? Quarter, quarter one. Yeah, when does it run? Well, uh, calendar quarter You do one. the math. So is it, is it... Right, but there's a financial year, you, and there's a school year, you don't know when these things fall. It's best to clarify, okay. and it's best to do it on air. For release dates, I would generally assume that it's, so it's Jan. normal calendar year. Jan. Feb, March. Yep. Great. And then we go into Q2. Yep. Great. Do and it What's in there? <laughs> April, May, June. I'm a Q2 baby. Okay. What Q is October in? It's tricky, isn't it? Wait, so it's like going for it without counting on your fingers. Um, four. Yes. Q. What? <laughs> Q1 then. Uh, so shape up nicely. Yeah, it's been uh, interesting to do. Because you took it to America, and you went to the PAX. Yes. How did it, how did it go down there? It w- went down very well. They they very much like shooting men, um, in general. All right. Um, it, yeah, it's um, it's quite a straightforward game to tell people about. So it was nice to have a big stand so people could see it from a distance and come over. And because it's the first time that when we showed it at PAX it was the first time people were able to play it and see it for the first time. So it's nice to get that initial impression from new players to make sure you're kind of hitting the right notes with them. Um, has, it, uh, has it changed any significant ways in the way that you came in to describe it uh, a good while? It, was, it actually must have been a year ago. It was almost a year ago, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think probably the biggest thing that's changed is how we've kind of structured the, the kind of case mode, which is what our, our main story mode is. Um, and it's all randomly generated levels and the case is randomly generated, but it's a bit more interconnected now, so you've got reasons to choose between different locations that you're going to do busts in or um, there's different awards at, at each stage, so you can make active choices between what you're going to approach next. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. I can't stop thinking, why, don't, why do we call them the seasons? Why, do we call, why don't we just call it Q1, two, Q2, Q3, Q4 instead of like summer, spring? Because well, well, they don't match up. They don't match up do they, in the northern southern, southern hemispheres. Right. Okay. Any, any further questions on, 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 on the Q? Any Qs on the Qs? No, I think I'm covered. Thank you. Uh, but you're not here to talk about Rico though, James, are you? Because well, making one game uh, wasn't enough. You're bringing one of your classics to Switch today. That's right. Yeah, um, We've been working with the very lovely Anne Workshop to bring Skyscrapers, which originally came out on Steam and PS4 three years ago now. It's been um, that long, wow. Um, yeah, and they've, they've worked on the Switch version for us, and that comes out today across the world. Tell us about Skyscrapers, then. Skyscrapers is a game about a group of people whose sport is uh, jumping to the top of collapsing buildings um, in a, a strange thing to do okay did the idea game did the idea for the game come from the pun no weirdly not okay um it was because i don't i genuinely don't remember where the idea came from because it's a perfect name isn't it yeah it, mm. no what i may have said this before but it's not a perfect name because too many people misspell skyscrapers when they're doing news and social media posts so you ruins your google alerts and then when you talk to people about it they assume it's called skyscrapers because they've not read it properly so Really, it's just make your name something much more straightforward, and everyone's happy. Okay. 
it really works in audio though doesn't it yeah it's oh, perfect for yeah. it's great yeah for, that's why i come on this show so much just to yeah. say skyscrapers enough that people will really embed it into their heads yeah um what's uh, the the main thing about the switch version is that it's it kind of the lots of the original things we want to design into the game work really well on switch which is things like um it's kind of inspired by old arcade games so we wanted to keep it to one stick and two buttons, which means you can play it on a single Joy-Con, which means out of the box you can play two-player with the two Joy-Cons you get. As soon as you get another couple of Joy-Cons, you can play four-player. And that's nice. Not good. And we've also got vertical mode, because you can turn your Switch on its side, <gasps> and it very much Ooh. suits the... How do you keep it up? Form. Just lean it against a Up his sleeveies. Terrible. Um, there was a Kickstarter peripheral, wasn't there, which you could hold, where you could uh, slot your switch into a Joy-Con holder and in Tate mode. The flip grip is that what it's called? Yeah, I didn't buy that one. No, well, now, they're but, being they're being shipped next month, I think. So oh, you could have done a deal with those, James, couldn't you? We, well, we have been in contact. It was, it was no, it was it was a good. It was one of the things that meant that we went to the extra effort to do the Tate mode. Was that there was a group of people who we knew were going to be interested in vertical content on their switches and. Um, it was uh, it was something that we originally wanted to do for the game, but there was almost no point in maintaining that through production because the number of people who are going to turn their televisions on their side is so small that it was. I mean, you're assuming that. Have you tested it? Well, people used to do it for Ikaruga, but that was easier when TVs were CRTs and you could physically balance them, whereas a vertical standing LCD is weird. Mm. Has it been working with Nintendo? On this, have you done much, much with them? Well, luckily, Ant Workshop handle the heavy lifting on that okay. side as well. So, um, as far as I can tell, the process has been very smooth. What are your expectations for this version? Just that everyone enjoys it and okay. is happy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, well, given that I, I, it's sorry, the reason I ask is that the Switch <laughs> has been such um, such a healthy environment for publishers and devs. Um, uh, but over recently, I, um, I read this morning, I think there were 40 games out on Switch last week. Wow. Um, I, which is unusual because everybody else stopped elsewhere on PlayStation and Xbox because of Red Dead. Uh, there, were only, there were very few games out, I think sort of 14. Uh, you know, in this, in this quarter, Anne, uh, that's, that's unusual. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the eShop seems to have become sort of quite flooded with a lot of not games sort mm. of so x mobile uh, they've still got the sort of they've they've moved from free to play to to uh, premium and they still have some of the economies in them um where it's, it's uh yeah it's um it's, it's it's getting quite difficult to stand out from the crowd so yeah it's really hard to know with with a, a new a relatively new platform like that where it it, it seems to have been um taken up by lots of people and games have been very successful to start with that then there's a gold rush of of people who are have that expectation that that game will do the same and um yeah i've like with anything it's very hard to know to make predictions on how you're going to do sales wise especially for me who's not released a game on switch before you've um did it's black and white bushido coming out because you that's is that that's, you made that game didn't you i did the original that's it's been out of my hands subsequently okay is it, but i believe also and workshop worked on that okay so that's out on the switch already yeah i think it came out on friday oh wow you've got two two One of the 40 exactly <laughs> james you're you're the problem <laughs> <laughs> you put two games out this week i did i was nothing to do right, with that, okay. uh, 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 have you played it is it all right to talk about this I've not played it. It is fine to talk about it. It doesn't sound like it from that warning. <laughs> <laughs> is it fine to talk about it? No. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I just wondered how the, how the translation from uh, PlayStation to Switch has been for that. It doesn't have online anymore. Or does it not? Mm. So it's worse. Judgment call. Um, has it been working with uh, Tony Gallant? It's been very nice. I've known Tony Gallant for a very long time. He's he, he's probably behind all of the 40 games at the moment. Isn't he? <laughs> he's he's just, certainly seems to be, yeah. He's cornered the market in supporting indie games to switch yeah he did, he did a very good job for us on the swing and, and why not okay well sunshine i mean you're set up aren't you if the switch because one of the problems with uh introducing 40 games a week for nintendo is discoverability um so they're presumably thinking of lots and lots of ways to divide these games and if they have a <laughs> exactly. vertical mode category yep you'll be uh or, or a tony gallon category or a james parker category <laughs> 
<laughs> Great. Uh, okay, well, best of luck with that. Looking forward to seeing how it does. Uh, so uh, apart from Rico, which you're finishing up on, what's, uh, what's next for you? Uh, I've got the seed of a new idea, but it's still very, very early. I think we're going to see how Rico does because there's lots of there's lots of potential within that world to do more things and the potential within the game to do extra content. Yeah, because you've got kicking doors in and shooting so yeah. far. So that world could contain, you know, making coffee. Yeah, You could elbow a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Right, you can have that for free. You can stand don't in a bucket. Give it, don't give it for free. Wander about. That one you can have for free. It's not very good. Uh, sure. Brilliant. Great. Uh, where can we keep up with your work, to, um, James? I almost called you Tony then because he's behind all the games. <laughs> that would have been outrageous. Yeah. Um, uh, Grand Shatter on Twitter and Grand Shatter on the web. Uh, Rico hyphen game. Good. Uh, straight into letters. Is it? <laughs> Isn't is it something that the kids say? Yeah, is it? No, that's yeah. also a question. Oh, it is, isn't it? Is, is it? Is it? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, I failed to print them out again uh, as ever, but uh, so James, you're going to read out uh, the one I've just emailed to you, which is the most recent one. Get your phone Everybody. out. I turned my phone off like a professional. Yeah. Uh. Chris Stewart writes, Dear Team OLL and Super Special James been a lot of talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 and the crunch culture they seem to encourage with their employees over the last weeks. It's fine. I w- Sorry, that's my, my, my comment rather than a statement on crunch. I was wondering if you had any opinions about how, as gamers, we are meant to approach this game. Clearly, on the one hand, it represents a massive amount of work and effort on behalf of the people creating it. And so it might be fair to praise them for their hard work and achievements. But on the other hand, there's a bit of an ethical dilemma because praising the game might also be seen as endorsing the culture that created it. Some reviews have definitely headed in that direction of, yes, it's bad, but have you seen the level of detail? And reading that makes me feel like somehow we're overlooking something very important. But thinking more about the end product than the journey that created it, do you have any opinions about how we should approach critiquing, critiquing a game like this? Love and kisses, Chris Stewart. Hmm. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's quite... It seems to be also related to the question we've had on here a couple of times about separating the arts from the artists. Like, can you love a game when the creator is problematic? But is it? Because the creators, the people that are working very hard on it, they aren't problematic. It's the culture that their company is creating. Yeah. So... I'm not saying it's the same issue. I'm saying it's a similar dilemma. But this is what I was just thinking about, because I was like, well... There are certain things that I now will no longer like watch if it's made by certain people, mm-hmm. or I won't listen to if it's made by certain people. Which but is, did you listen to last week's show? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> because it was made by you. Um, you're not that problematic, ish. Um, so it's not the same as that. But how else do you? It's so confusing. I li- I so keep, do you um, do you boycott any clothing manufacturers because of their practices? I'm not saying name them, but are there clothing manufacturers you boycott because of their? Yeah, there are. Yeah. So and I know that's the same for. I'm sure that's the same for many people listening. And there are um, there are some fast food providers that I don't use because of their uh, employment practices. Mm. So. I'm sure there are people out there who will uh, who will look at the practices of uh, software companies and 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 say, okay, I'm not going to do that because it's been produced with unethical labour. I'm not saying that is the case with Rockstar because actually the debate, um, you know, when this, there was certain people posting about this online, there were other people saying, hey, I'm a I, I work at Rockstar and actually I've never been asked to stay late and I've never been asked to you know, do things that have, uh, have been outside normal company working hours. So, to a point, it's like, who do you believe in this debate? Secondly, it's not just Rockstar is not one monolithic uh, mm. company. It's, it's, it's made of hundreds and hundreds of people. Two or three people. Yeah, two, many as two or three, <laughs> working across several different quarters. <laughs> so... So yeah, uh, one person's experience is never going to mirror someone else's identical, and and you know you can certainly come up with your own justifications for playing this. Also, it's not just this game or no. this company. Absolutely. So, how, like then it becomes well, 
do you have to know about the working practices of every single company who makes a game? Mm -hmm. James, how late did you stay working on skyscrapers? Did you did you put yourself into crunch? Uh, I probably did, yeah. But it was only me, so it was... You disgust us. (laughs) And for many, many reasons, I'm sure. But I think there's a... I think there's a difference between as a as an individual you saying I'm not going to play this game because there was unethical practices used in its creation and a reviewer saying here is my guide to whether you should buy this game or not here's what I like and here's what I didn't like 7 out of 10 I don't know how you you include a kind of moral discussion alongside a what is essentially a buyer's guide to people it's it comes down to what you believe a review should be and should give you as a consumer, whether it's a thing that says, here's a good video game, or here's a good video game, but... Or whether you, you look to other... Um, there's plenty of kind of ethical consumer-type things for other products that say, all right, you like this whatever brand of tea, but it was made mm. in these ways. Whether you need a separate index that says, this is a good company, this is a bad company, but the game's pretty good, so... The thing I found most disappointing was um, the story about that. If you're not at the company by the at the time the game ships, you're taken out of the credits, and I think that is terrible. Is that true? If if true, if true, I did see uh, people. um, uh, I haven't actually read all of the pieces about it, but you know, if you are expecting people, you know, by their choice or implication that they are, you know, they are doing the work, they they absolutely should be acknowledged. And somebody highlighted the difference between. uh, th- that being the case and how um, Insomniac handled it with Spider-Man where the credits are listed alphabetically so it doesn't matter what you mm-hmm. did I've seen that and as, as a Byron I'm all for that Steve. and as a Scantlebury I'm against it <laughs> that's definitely the same in Mario Odyssey is as it? well uh, or Zelda one of those two big Nintendo games I think it's Odyssey I think that's the first time that's happened <laughs> good letter yeah great good letter, letter. Uh, who's going to read out the next one uh, James, do you want to go with yours? I've got one, yes. It says, Dear team and SSG, my last letter was a bit grumpy, so I thought I'd follow up with an unrelated question for your SSG. Is this because there... Has he got a separate letter in the system? Yeah. Does he? I'll, I'll do that often. Okay, okay well, that's good. Um, a marketing genie from the heady days of gaming press appears from a turn of the millennium lamp and reminding you that no cost is too great and no link between themes too tenuous, offers to magic up the junket of your dreams for your forthcoming release. What do you wish for? Well, your forthcoming release is Rico. Yeah. Mm. What do you wish for? Because there was a period back then when things got out of control, Mm. uh, when everybody was spending too much money and and taking journalists too far, and then they got a bit out of hand and it had to stop, didn't it? Because we all started eating Doritos (laughs) and uh, hashtagging... Uh, what was the game? Uh, PS3 Lite. Uh, D- Defiance. Defiance. Defiance, that's yeah. it. Uh, so we stopped all that. Yeah, but back then, yeah, they, they would announce, they'd fly journalists over to Egypt to announce a new Tomb Raider game um, and others. Uh, so then for Rico, no. I'd like a special hotel room with doors that the journalists can kick open in order to <laughs> initiate the interview. And then they would be replaced per journalist. That's brilliant. And then, uh, yeah, I think that would be enough and then various celebrities to either be kicking the doors or just behind the doors as a lovely surprise so maybe the rock would be there and then with the next game you could have a nice wall that they can elbow yeah (laughs) brilliant who's got a letter next Uh, so shall I do Chris's other letter Uh, dear team and SSG uh, I'm sure you'll be fed up with Red Dead stories by now but uh, Misery loves company so here's a summary of the past 72 hours or so bear in mind he said this was grumpy Okay. Uh, the FOMO kicked earlier than I thought it would and against my better judgement I bought a digital copy of the mildly anticipated Red Dead Redemption 2 at two minutes past midnight on Friday morning foolish I know I felt even more foolish when I realised that it was uh, 92 gigabyte download and there'd be no coy cowboy horror in that night the following evening I booted the game up and proceeded to play through hours of extended tutorials until I got bored so it wasn't until Sunday night that I felt I'd started to get into the game and even then things were only really starting to unfold not much fun there's lots of people bemoaning the slow pace and just as many countering with points around artistic vision and design choices and you have to respect Rockstar for making the game they want to but as daft as I am for buying a massive 
massive open world roamer with hundreds of hours of content content when I've got little time to devote to it. I would have liked to be able to start getting some enjoyment out of my purchase before the weekend was out. As it happens, I had more fun with ridiculous fishing, which costs considerably less and gives the player everything they need to get on with the job from the start. I have no question. I just wanted to <laughs> share in hope of a sympathetic response. And that's also from Chris. Uh, you're going to get it, aren't you, with an Xbox One? I am. And you've already said that you don't have time to play it. Uh, no, but if I get it installing overnight, then I won't, <laughs> at least I won't have to wait for that bit, will I? Brilliant. I bet if independent game shops were still going, they could have a service whereby they would install a game for you before you... Oh. You take in your machine, they'd install it for you, then you'd go pay for it, and then you'd go home and play the game. Now That's you're talking. Would you leave your... What, so yeah, but uh, it wouldn't be yours yet, would it? No, but... So only if you bought the console at the same time? Oh, I'd happily take mine in and... But you'd have to unplug it. Where would all the wires go? I'd leave the wires at home. Yeah, but aren't they all in a mess? Imagine you could pay them extra to actually play the game for you. Oh, brilliant. I think I just invented YouTube. (laughs) Hi, team and SSG, whoever that might be, I have no idea, writes Tony Gowland. As you will almost certainly have covered earlier as the lead story in Anne's news, today's release of classic arcade-esque vertical brawler Skyscrapers on Switch marks the latest collaboration between friends of the show and all-round great folks, Ant Workshop and Ground Shatter. I'm sure the phrase indie dream team will have been used already, but which other friends of the show would you like to see collaborate? Perhaps by bringing their game to Nintendo Switch with an exclusive vertical mode, kids call it tape mode, which I didn't realise before, but it's maybe something to talk about if the original question didn't fill enough time. Anyway, I'm off to play Skyscrapers on my Nintendo Switch up to three of my friends and have a great time. Regards, a fan of Skyscrapers, particularly on Nintendo Switch. Uh, there was a question buried there. was a there. question, wasn't there? Which friends of the show would you like to see collaborate? I can't remember any friends. <laughs> Weasel Spoon. What about, um, well, friends of the show or super special guests? Because if, um, if we included those, we could get Joe Bith- Cornish. Bithel writing a did you see Joe political Cornish's... game with Ian Dunt. Yeah, we could do. Or Joe <laughs> could... Did you see Joe Cornish's new trailer? No. The Kid Who Would Be King? No. Mm. It's going to be very good. Is it good? It looks very good. Can we get him back on? Yes, yeah, so uh, we want James Parker to write to make the game of the kid who would be king so that Joe, Joe Cornish comes back on. Mm. I do that, it looks good. Okay. Talking of Weasel Spoon. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. I've just watched a fascinating video about blood glucose testers that plugged into Nintendo handhelds. If you did your blood test correctly at the right time, you get bonuses in games. I previously come across the Game Boy controlled sewing machine suitable for all your embroidery needs. What annoying, unwieldy system would you? Would you like, say, your Switch to control? I feel like a laser cut would be pretty awesome, and then you could program it to cut out extra Labo pieces. Pip, pip, Robert. What could your Teeth Switch made. control? Yes. Tea's made, or I don't like tea, so a coffee's made. Okay. So a coffee maker. Blood pressure monitor. <laughs> if only. <laughs> if only. Could you run the studio here off a Switch? Oh. Ooh. That'd be good. You could go mobile. Something to consider. Should we go, my Thanks for all your letters. Thank you for all your letters. Yes, we should give a prize out, really, shouldn't we? Should we announce it over Twitter? Let's do that. Uh, New piece of music.
This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Clam and No Life Left. Huh? Huh? We've played Clam a lot on the radio show. Mm Mm-hmm. This is like this is like um, sending signals back and forth, you know, kind of like an alien life form receiving a transmission. They can hear us. Hmm. They're saying something back. But what are they trying to say by calling the song "No Life Left"? Not sure. Uh, is it time for reviews? Yeah. It's good to have you back, Anne. Good. Uh, have you played any games? Yeah, I have, but I can't remember what it's called. Can Brilliant. you start? I can't. <laughs> yeah, because who knew this was coming up, this section of the show? Wait, so- no, 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 I can do it, I can do it. Simon, what have you been playing? Uh, I'm still playing Starlink, actually, and um, a, a definite upda- update to last week, uh, which was um, I, d- I was playing it but not understanding it. It clicked. It clicked. I went to Lithuania last week, and okay. it clicked on the plane. Ooh. And as I landed... I was like, oh, I really love this now. And you weren't flying your toys around on the plane. I wasn't, no. You don't have I was told to put them down. Physical. I don't have physical. I've gone all digital. Um, yeah, I've got to the sort of first um, uh, main sort of mission beats where things have, che- have evolved and beginning to understand how the in-game currencies work. You've got your standard one. It's a bit like a mobile game. Now. You've got your Nova. You've got your gold. And then you've got your mods. And you can fuse your mods on your spaceship to make more mods uh, and, and so uh, what's all, that's coincided with me being pretty powerful at the moment as well the ship uh, is of a decent level my pilots of a pretty good level and so it's good it's really good I took down my first dreadnought over the weekend congratulations a three stage battle where you yeah and you have to end up flying inside it Steve there's loads more keep popping up over the galaxy and they need me now that's exciting it's good 7 out of 10 scans good I played that one that you told me to play Skyward Journey Oh, excuse me. Um, which is a uh, mobile game. I assume it's on Android if you were able to play it. If you were able if you, to play it. <laughs> if you were able to play it. That is uh, I played it on iOS. So, uh, you use wind currents. So, you swipe to create some wind currents to send some birds. So, as, as Anne is saying those words, she's gesturing the swipes sort of <gasps> through she's the She's got air. a massive phone. <laughs> I have. I think I'm extending. Uh, hoping that these movements will go out through the airwaves. Uh, so you send these birds on your uh, on a wind journey, um, and there are little people on islands, and they're sad. And then, but then once you send the uh, birds to go near them, they get happy, it's and a they bit like you, and they release new birds. Exactly. That's what happens when you see a bird? Isn't I get it? very happy, yeah. um, and then gradually like sometimes there are bigger people who are really sad and you've got to send birds through them a lot to make them happy and then they release more birds and then there's like a giant baby thing that sits <laughs> on an island and you send the birds through lots and lots and lots of times and then it releases a bird that uh, is sparkly uh, and then you get the birds over the end of the line and and then everyone's happy and then the birds sort of move around and this little dot turns up and go and goes on one of them and it shows you little text of um, regrets that people have had and they were sent in from people on uh, on the internet. Real regrets. Real regrets. And then when it gets the, the sparkly bird at the end it gives a regret that's just from an elderly person. And it's like, pretty good life advice. Stop working so much. Put your phone down. Um, but like said much nicer than that so it's very calming and you come out of it going oh just just watch birds and send birds and the wind is great and giant babies maybe if you that maybe they'll be happy one day um it's just very relaxing so we were were talking before the show about how you're going to get a new phone yeah so you really took that advice on board yeah yeah okay yeah yeah, a new phone that I don't have to worry about so much. Uh, That's okay, it. Um, yes, so it's very calming and it builds itself as an art game. So it might not be for uh, people who are very like prescriptive about what a game should be, but I liked it. 7 out of 10. Fantastic. Stephen? I, well, I went on to Switch because I fancied playing something on Switch. But what are you two doing? Just buying an Xbox One X. <laughs> Uh, I went on Switch Store and I could not find anything to play. But what? That's presumably because 40 of the games. I know. And I think it's because these days, and 
I, I'm becoming part of the problem. I'm just waiting for everything to get heavily discounted. Right. Because there's so many games out there. Uh, but it might also because the... There's a big sale on at the moment, though. Isn't there gaming on the go? Yeah. No, it's not cheap enough thing. for you, is no, it? No, it's not. A Skyscraper is 77 99 Is it? Yeah. Bargain. But, so I'll wait until that's down to 90% off. <laughs> um, no, it's presumably because the James Parker Deluge hadn't dropped oh, on the Switch yet. So that's what I'm waiting for. So instead, I went on to PC. Okay. I played a couple of games. Uh, I played... I forgot what it's called. I knew this section was coming up. <laughs> okay. Um, Shall I do mine? Describe it. Can you describe yeah, go it? Go on, we can get this. What? Okay. What does it sound like? Okay, it is two words? a soccer, po- soccer band-like game, but crossed with a sequencer. So it's a bit like if Chime was based on block-pushing games. Oh, okay. And it's called... Uh, re... I, I won't know or re- remember this. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. It's called Re... I just tweeted about it. Do either of you follow me? I think I do, but I try not to read Twitter anymore. I just follow Judith Chalmers these days. Okay. I'm going to look at my Twitter. Anyway, really, really enjoyed that. Definitely a solid 7 out of 10. It's pretty, but also it seems from Steam like no one else is playing it. It's called Resynth. Resynth. It's by Polysonic LP. It's by Polysonic. Thank you. Um, You Really, really good. Um, The other game... I'm not going to be able to remember the title. I haven't tweeted about, uh, but it's a, it's like uh, if Smash Brothers mm-hmm. met Pong. Okay. So it's called Shmong. Lethal something. Lethal League. Lethal League, but it's the thank you. James. Lethal League Blaze. Lethal is the League new one. Blaze is the new one. So I hadn't heard of this until he I read about it in RPS. <laughs> but apparently, it's a bit of a phenomenon. So it's very competitive amongst the yeah. people who play it competitively. So you are a fighter, single screen fighter in the sort of traditional 2D fighter sense, but the way you injure your opponent is by hitting a ball at them. Oh, cool. But here's the thing, they can hit it back at you. No. Oh, and it gets faster. Oh. And then you hit it back at them and it gets faster and faster and faster. You can bounce it off the ceiling. You can do special moves. Sometimes you can catch the ball and throw it back at them. That's is it badminton? You in the sequel. No, you can't catch it in badminton. I don't know, I've not played played it. I've not never played it. Just Um, it reminds me a bit of Windjammers. I've played Windjammers, sort of side on Windjammers. Um, I really dislike the art style quite intensely, uh, but you don't really see it because everything moves so fast. Um, and it's super, super fun. It is a game that really, like all of these 2D fighting games, you need a second player. But there is an online element, but who likes playing online? Yeah, these things? Exactly. Not human. So, But if you've got other humans around you to play uh, this sort of thing with, I would recommend it as a PC substitute for Smash Brothers, or indeed, just play it instead of Smash Brothers, because... You don't like that. I don't. But it is ordered from Amazon and on its way. <laughs> good. Uh, Jay Parks. I've been playing a game that's very similar to Anne's game, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Oh, yeah. it, it, that does sound similar. Yeah. I was yeah. listening to it and thinking they, these yeah. got a lot in common. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing Blackout Mode. Is it, it looks fun from the from the from the trailers. It's yeah, it does look fun from the trailers. I have never <laughs> been the trailer, isn't it? simultaneously so bad at a thing and wanting to carry on playing that thing. Okay. I just think at some point I'll get slightly better, and I never do. And because the iteration time is so long, between you, you play a game for maybe 15 minutes, and then you get killed, and then you have to do that again. Right. It's, it's kind of depressing, but also I just want to keep playing it. Right. And I don't understand well, it all good, myself. Because I, I, I played PUBG early yeah. on. I was okay at that, and then I played Fortnite, and I was rubbish at that. Yeah, well, you are older than 12. Yeah, because you shoot someone, and they build a maze net around themselves, and you can't shoot them anymore. It's weird. <laughs> and then, so now I thought Codblocks would be similar to PUBG, and it's, it is similar in that I keep dying in it. <laughs> Can you hide in a bathroom? Yeah, there's like good, uh, is even more bathrooms than you would expect. Uh, Very good for hiding in. What Seven out of ten. Good. That's it. It's the end of the show. Well done, James. Well done, James. Got for it. Thanks, well done, everybody. Anne. Good to have you back. Yeah, here. Well done, Simon. Thank you. Well done, me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, James. Pleasure as ever. So I guess we'll book you in for next October, shall we? Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Possibly Q1 next Q1. year. Excellent. I don't know when that is. Right. Well, you'll know when it is because James will be here. Any other <laughs> business? That's, the, that's your lot. That's your lot. We will all be back. Will we all be back? Yes. When are you away? Uh, end of November. We'll all be probably. back. Amazing. Two shows in a row in one... <laughs> 
week's time. But until then, we've been One Life Left. Goodbye! Bye! Bye. <laughs>